for the time that we spent together. Thank you for the insights. Thank you for the trip through Matthew and enabling me to see it from an entirely different way. Lord, thank you that it's in context. It's uh, according to how you want things to happen. Thank you, Lord. Now help me to share these, in these moments the things that were discovered, the things that we should consider, the things that we should do to your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said. Amen. 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 <clears throat> As we uh, come then, I always put this before you, especially Matthew. I want to raise our vision from everyday living and all the struggles and people who get on our last nerve and all that. Understand now, that's what happens when you walk walking through a, a world that does not know God. Now, it would be a different thing if you were dealing with believers like that. Well, there are some believers like that. But I'm just simply saying, if that's all you had to do, if you were in, in, in a congregation and that's, you're always having conflicts and all these other things, I can understand. Uh, but no, no, no. We are believers, and we're on the way to our Heavenly Father's uh, place, a place that Jesus Christ had prepared for us. They had a song, I'm on my way to uh, heaven, and I'm so glad. <laughs> and the world can't do me no harm. Okay, uh, that's not a popular song nowadays. It's not among the popular songs today, but it kind of resonated in your soul. Okay, so then we, uh, we look at the verse, living in our new normal, part seven, verse 548. And I had a subtopic uh, to that, and that is the bottom line. The bottom line. Whenever you come to an end of a verse, and you begin to see what the Lord, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he always give to wrap up the whole thing. He says, and this is the final word, bottom line. Um, so let's uh, get to it then. <clears throat> let's read together. Therefore, you shall be perfect, holy, just as your Father in heaven is perfect or holy. Uh, there are some passages of scripture and some uh, um, translations that say holy. And there's some uh, translation that has that says perfect. So I want to I put it in uh, in parenthesis there to let you know that we covered. There's over 26 translations I have on my shelf on my shelf, and uh, and they're all in one book. And uh, so you can look at all and just the, the comp comp comparisons and everything else. So you're going to see things like this. But it that's the whole idea. It's perfect. He says you get this now. He says it didn't say you could be. He says you shall be. Uh, then the question is, is it possible to be holy just as your Father in heaven is holy? And the answer is yes. Now remember, why do you say it? What is your burden to prove? How does it apply to me? For Jesus never called us, God never called us to be or do something that we're not capable of doing. Okay. So then here we then, then to do the research, then let's begin to look at what he's saying because this is, this is all we're dealing with now. Uh, but to get there, of course, we have to do, uh, do a review and uh, a few things here. But again, I want to bring this up, that you are one of a what kind. And because you're one of a kind, then don't forget who you are. Because 
the moment that you do that, you get stressed out. I had breakfast with a pastor, and this pastor was, um, he was really, you know, uh, frustrated all the things that was happening and, and, uh, and how the people in, 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 his, in, the, in the synagogue that he's connected with and all these other things. And uh, he was, and he says, I really feel stressed. And I said, because you violated scripture. And he said, well, what do you mean? I said, listen. I said, here's where the rubber hits the road. You and me. How can you trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and you're stressed out? How can you cast all your cares upon the Lord and you're stressed out? Stop it. Now, I don't know of anybody else, but we need someone to get up in our faces. Stop it. Don't violate scripture. And then what do you want me to do? Sit there and cry with you? I'm not going to cry with you. You just, you just disobeyed God what to do. And now you're stressed out because they're doing it to you. So what do you expect me to say? That, that was timely though, wasn't it? Okay. <laughs> All right. Then we'll move on. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. It's always unique at CBF. Okay. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he what? Chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be what? And? Do you see what it says? He chose us before the foundation of the world. For what reason? Well, the first thing he said. To be holy. Then why, why, how is it that he chose us to be holy and we can't be holy? Doesn't make sense. Then let's go further. Ephesians 1, 5, what does it say? Yeah. Have a predestinous to adoption of his son, Jesus Christ, to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Get this now. To the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he had made us acceptable in the, in the blood. See, and I think that's, that's so important to keep that in mind. So let's look at the review real quick. Jesus addressed nine things that can be uh, an everyday challenge. I'm look, we're looking now, I'm painting the, the canvas, I'm laying out the canvas. We're looking at chapter five, and we're going through all the things, and he's, he talked about nine things. And these nine things, as we look at chapter five, we take the snapshot, then, um, the first one was concerning the blessed. You remember that? Blessed are the pure in heart. He says one of the things, he says one of, the, one of the nine things is blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. Blessed are. He goes on to on and on. Blessed, blessed, blessed. And guess what? He says those who are blessed, God responds in a very favorable way. But you have to position yourself. And when you're called to know Christ as your personal Savior, you're no longer under the judicial judgment of God. Then you find yourself in the family of God. Now you are blessed. And here's the quality of a blessed person. And so he goes on to blessed are, blessed are, blessed are. And guess what? In the course of the blessing, he says, there are times when you, you are so blessed that says, uh, blessed are you when men shall persecute you. Remember? Lie on you. They do all, see, all because, see, if you weren't blessed, they wouldn't be, but since you are blessed, you always have the haters, okay? And I think that is so important. Understand something. I was reading my devotional this morning, 
that God did not call us to be in a comfort zone. The moment that you accept Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, you're going to step out of your comfort zone. All the things that make you feel fuzzy and good, guess what? When you walk with Jesus, they'll start fading away. Why? Because you don't belong here. So don't get comfortable. They'll be building castles in a war zone. Okay? Concerning the position of believers. And he talked about the position of, the position of believers. Ye are the what? Light of the world. You are also what? Salt. He says you are, you are light and you are salt. You are, you are the light of the world. And this whole idea of light and salt, of course, the whole idea is that you are the individuals who preserve and reveal. What do you do? You preserve and that's our job. Preserving the things of God that's holy and everything else and revealing to others the goodness of God. We, we are salt and light. So don't lose the power that God has given you in that area. Goes on concerning murder and anger. We talked about that too. That you are not to be. Now he said, "You said you should not uh, should murder and whatever." I tell you, don't even be angry. So the Lord says, all of your negativity, find the nearest garbage can and throw it in. Because in my family, I do not tolerate nor do I want negative people. And I, and I shared with the pastor, I said, this, I said to him, I said, you know when you are in a negative situation, you know what has happened? He has, he's smart, I mean really smart. I said, it shuts down your creativity. You're so busy looking back at what people have done, you cannot look at what you can do. Stop it. Stop it. And if any of you are suffering with some areas of negativity, take it to the nearest garbage can because it don't belong in God's family. Concerning adultery, sexual immorality, and Jesus Christ said, listen, I'm telling you, even if you even think about it, he says, I'm telling you, you're in trouble. He goes on concerning divorce. Divorce with believers? No. Matter of fact, Malachi says, I hate divorce. And the only grounds for divorce is sexual immorality. Because folks are missing the concept here. The whole concept of, of being sexual fulfilled. When you go back to uh, adultery, whatever, uh, adultery and what have you, when you come down to that sexual immorality, and that's what the world is laying before us. And at another time, we'll, we'll be talking about what the, we call um, uh, uh, I'll just throw this out and we'll pick it up a little bit later. Talk about modernism and postmodernism. That's the stage that we live in. That's the thinking that we're under. And under this, the bottom line is religion doesn't count. You're good, I'm good, everybody good, and I feel bad when you put me down. That got to that state. And the Lord said, listen. When it comes down to this postmodernism in their thinking, when it comes down to, uh, to anger, when it comes down to adultery, when it comes down to divorce, not with my people. Oaths. When, you go in, uh, when, you're, you're, when it comes down to oaths, it says, you do not swear on anything, either yes or no. Because everything else, guess what? You don't own it. Don't be swearing on something that don't belong to you. 
I swear by my mother's house. It's not your mother's house. God gave you that, that house. Quit. No, you can't swear on anything. Well, then I'm going to swear on my hair. God gave you that hair. He did not. Okay. He can take it away, too. Okay. Uh, concerning revenge. Uh, the two-mile rule. You must understand the two-mile rule. The two-mile rule was this. Uh, in the Ro with the Roman government, what they did was they had uh, mail carriers and what have you, and if someone was on a mission for, um, for, for, for Rome, they can come through the neighborhood, and they may need your assistance, and they will compel you to go a mile. Say, well, don't resist. Give them two miles. See? You see how, but, but how much sense this makes? Then who's going to come and, and, and take you for one mile, and you're going to turn around and go two miles? Under what condition? But the people understood it because they are under this type of uh, uh, a government. So it says, then you go to a second mile with the person. Okay? But don't you get the attitude? Just do it. Okay? Then when it comes down, we talk about uh, this, uh, also the revenge. Remember, we talked about that too. Not only the two-mile uh, rule, but revenge. The Lord says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. No more eye for an eye and a tooth for two. If you have one of those black books where you're going to get even with someone, the Lord says, tear it up. Okay. It says, I got it. Because the rule of the eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth is that it's only for the government to disperse under the, uh, uh, the authority of God. And that's why God has given, and Peter, he says, that's why he says, obey your government. They do not carry the sword in vain. Why? It's their job to execute judgment in that area. Okay? So he, he's laying it all down. These, these are things that we, we talked about. And Jesus made it very clear. Revenge, retribution belongs to God. And our government has been put in a place to uphold his pattern and principle. That's why he's given the government a sword. And the sword will kill you. That's why he's given the government the power to do it. Now, uh, I understand we have some people in, uh, corrupted in government. I'm not talking about corrupt people in government. I'm telling you the purpose of government. Whenever you have a problem, take it to court. Once you take it to court, the decision of the court, that stands. You can, uh, you can appeal to a higher court, but you cannot go outside of the court to do what you want to do. The Lord says that is unacceptable. unacceptable. Uh, well, end of review. Now, let's, uh, let's begin to go into this, thinking it through. Let us consider the dynamics of the verse 48 uh, to make sure that we are keeping it real in our relationship with God. Matthew 5:48. Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Therefore, that's the first word. Therefore, it's the summation, bottom line, tying it all together in the final word concerning a conversation or written documentation. Whenever you hear the word, therefore, I remember John, uh, the, uh, I remember when, uh, let's see, who was this? Um, He'll come to my mind. Anyway, he and I were going, we were going to Moody, and we were getting there just in time, just in time. And once we got there just in time in the door, Bud Hopkins uh, was, the, was the instructor, you know. And we know that we knew that Ron Ingram and I. And we were, we were sliding, almost sliding through, trying to slide through the door. And he said, by the way, these are my friends. 
And we, of course, kind of pause to say, you know, yeah, that, 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 that's, uh, that's us, you know. But we came in on the latter part of it because he got to the point of therefore. There was a lot of things he said we missed. The Lord says, when you look at chapter 5, it says, everything I said now, therefore, in lieu of everything I've said. So a person said, well, how can, how can I be holy? Then walk back from here and walk up. You see the idea? Because this is the bottom line, so then when you walk up, you not no revenge, uh, when it comes down to adultery, when it comes down to people reviling you, you ought to pray for them, your enemies, bless them. He says, you ought to do all of these things. You want to be like God? You want to be holy? He got the package right here in chapter 5. He, he's not, he's not, he didn't give you another chapter, although you'll find uh, a lot of chapters. Uh, you can run the, the, uh, the words um, holy or be holy. Just run the reference on that and see where it starts in the Old Testament all the way down. I didn't want to put all the scriptures, but the whole idea is be holy. He said it to those uh, under the Israelites, and he says it to the believers, be holy, be holy uh, as your father in heaven, which means what? I expect it to happen. Be ye therefore. Therefore, is the summation of that. And when we, talk, when we deal with this thing, consider this. We are already declared and positioned as the salt and light of the world for preservation and illumination. We have been called to a life of obedience and submission, and the word submission can better be understood. I, I broke it down to this. Sub being under a mission. What is it? Being under a mission. So when you say I am, I am uh, uh, being submitted, then I'm, there's already a mission going on, and therefore you are under submission. So then when it's, when it's uh, already a mission, when it says, uh, wives, submit yourself to your husband, there's already a plan for the family. And the Lord says, wives, here's your role in, in, in submission to it. It's, it doesn't lessen you. It just make you as far as the whole plan is concerned. Uh, Jesus Christ, he submitted himself, you see, uh, when, it, when he came down to the cross. He submitted himself when it came down to being, being uh, man. He submitted himself even to the cross because he was part of a mission to redeem man. Okay, so when talking about submission, then you need to ask the question, am I submissive to the will of God? Is there something that you're still resisting and you're holding out on? The Lord says, therefore, if you're going to be holy, which I expect, then I'm going to hold you accountable for what I'm telling you to do. If I tell you to be holy and you're not holy, that's disobedience. To God, submission to God, submission to each other, Ephesians talk about that, submission to our government, and to the structure and roles in our marriage. That's naming a few. Things that we are to submit Submit. Um, anybody with me so far? It says, therefore, this is what I expect. If you want to be like daddy, this will it'll take. And guess what? God will enable you to do it. He never tells you to do something, he will not enable you to do it. Okay. So then when it comes down to you, it is a personal reference and responsibility. When it says you, that's not you all, I'm saying you, make it personal, then just change that you to me, <laughs> okay? 
Uh, so then, uh, so it's, it's the thing that is, what are the benefits of being perfect or holy? What's in it for me? Always, folks, always looking at what's in it for me. Okay. All right. So let's look at what's in it for me. Uh, the first thing is what? You cannot be mature, uh, immature, and be like God. God wants us to be mature. Mature make, means that you make decisions and everything else with God in it. The next one is what? You see, when I decide to be holy as, as God our Father is holy, then I have peace of mind. Next thing is what? Protection. When I decide to do what God tells me to do, I am under the protection of God. I don't care how bad things look. Amen. That's why we, I was, <laughs> I was taking out my, uh, my, one of my routines, taking out the garbage, you know. And I was taking out my garbage, the garbage and had the routine and that. And, um, and this dog comes to me. And I continually bring out the garbage. Why? Because there's a fence on his side and there's a fence on my side. You can bark all you want. <laughs> I'm protected. I'm going to take out my garbage. <laughs> And so the dog, dog, he barked and barked and barked, and uh, I looked at him, and uh, I do little things with, with, with crazy with dogs. Anyway, uh, I don't irritate the dog, but there are certain sounds that you make with, with dogs that get their attention. And so, uh, so the dog kind of looked at me and went his own way, you know. And, and all the time, I didn't feel threatened because I was what? I was what? Don't you know that you were protected? I'm going to fire you. Go ahead. God will give me another job. Okay. I'm protected. Don't you understand? You, don't you understand you're not hanging out there all by yourself? What Satan will tell you is, man, I had to fight. And I had to do this. Oh, no, 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 no. Vengeance is mine. I got this. I got this. I will be paid. And when he's out there, he'll take care of the cousin, brother, uncle, sister, uh, mother. I don't care who it is. I, I, I got this. I got this. See, because you see, you're one of a kind. And you are a spiritual being operating in a physical world. So act like it. Okay. The next thing is what? Joy. Maturity, peace, protection, joy. Next one is what? Honor. Well, no one pay attention to me, but you're honored by God. And when God honors you, if God be for us, who can be against us? The next one is what? God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. The next one is he'll give you a sense of purpose and he'll enable you to accomplish that purpose for God is at work in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Next is you keep things clear. Have you ever been, have you ever been distracted? I'm working on my, I get distracted on my desk. I said, I need to clean off my desk because I have a tendency, I look at this and say, boy, did I open that mail? I said, so I said, well, let me open the mail. But by the time I'm doing all these things, I did not do what I intended to do at the desk. 
because I was distracted. There's a lot of things that we're not doing for the Lord that will be a blessing to others and will glorify him because we are what? So what happens is when you, when you become, when you're in, in the role of becoming like God, the thing is, didn't say you are God. It said like. Okay. Okay. Uh, the next one is integrity. Integrity. Uh, integrity is, I don't care how good it looks, your integrity says, if it don't belong to you, move it out. I ordered a, a, a tool, and, um, and this tool that I wanted to, to get, um, uh, it was a very nice tool, but they sent me two of them. And I said, wait a minute. And I didn't say, oh, God bless me with two tools. Praise God. I don't know. I'll be here. I didn't. Because the other part of me said, stop it, you know. And so I had to go back and I said, well, first I said, did I, uh, did I order two or did I did it send it by mistake? If I order two, I'll, uh, here's my plan. If I send it by mistake, then I'll go through the process of sending it back. One thing, it, that other one don't belong to me. So I had to find out what it belonged to me. So I did the research and everything else. And sure enough, ah, I bought two of them. It was not my intention. But I said, wow, well, at least I know that whatever I do with that other one is mine. <laughs> Integrity. The next one is what? Productivity. You know, you know blessed are, are you when you're able to do just that. When you decide, yes, I'm able to be like God. And here are the things that happens when I decide to do that. God puts all of these things and he guarantees these things and he enforces these things and he protects these, protect us. But we have to make that decision to be. And you're capable of being. Okay. Shell. It is a determined and non-negotiable command to a, 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 a set course of action with an intended outcome. Philippians 1, 6 and 2, 13. And that's where we talk about the whole idea of uh, God will complete this thing to you and then also the fact that he's at work with you. God's gonna make, God has an intended outcome. Then we talk about be perfected or holy. It is purpose and uh, obtainable with an expected and intentional outcome. Be holy, be holy. Ephesians, let's read that together. Just as he had chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame. Wow. Ooh. So before the foundations of the world, he had chose us to be holy and without blame before him, what? In love. He had chosen us. He had called us to be those things, holy uh, without blame, in love. If you possess these things, if we possess these things, it's amazing the people that we can impact and we don't have to draw attention to ourselves by dress or words or uh, status. Just be and let the Lord work it from there. Amen? So, so we come to 
First Peter 1.15. Let's read it together. But as he has called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Next one. Because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. Next one. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons are you to be in holy conduct and God? How many times the Lord had to say holy before we make up our mind? You know what? I should be holy. <laughs> God says, here's what the Lord says. Not only do I, I'm not asking you, I'm telling you, you shall be. But when I tell you you shall be, I'll be working you both to will and to do your, my good pleasure. And guess what? I will make it happen when you decide, when you decide to do just that. You know, a lot of times we can do things and we, we really feel that we have accomplished stuff. And, and um, I, I talked to this pastor and he said, man, I really preached a message. And I said, you did? Yeah, poor people. People, he started shaking his hands. said, people saw, uh, saw the hair on their, their arms and they were saying, ooh. And he, and he talked, went on and on. I said, oh, I said that's I said, that's cool, brother. I said, you must have did a powerful message. I said, um, later on, I said, what was the title of your message? He said, um, uh, uh, let's see. I, uh, and I said, okay. I said, well, okay, I'll tell you what. What scriptures did you use? He said, well, uh, uh, I think I'd used two. Uh, I said, and I, and I just, I, did, I didn't put them down. I just, I just simply said, now let me get this straight. Hair was coming off, I mean, just drawn on people's arm. And they were saying, ooh, I'm blessed. And you don't know your title? And you don't know the scripture? Then what in the world were they hearing? Were they hearing you with a whole lot of noise and jumping around and saying a few things? Is that why they got excited? Will that excitement move them to action in their lives? Will it draw them closer to the Lord? How do you measure? Remember? How do you measure good? The pattern and the anticipated results. Just as your Father in heaven is perfect, holy. He says, Here's the pattern, and here's the anticipated results. Therefore, you be holy as your Father in heaven is holy. That's the verse. And it means that we're capable of doing it. He's in us to make us do it, enable us to do it. He will be blessed. Other lives will be uh, touched upon because we are not uh, uh, what the physical uh, living in the spirit world we are the spirit living in the what he says only those of us who call to know Jesus Christ our personal savior can do just that and so the Lord calls us to that and, and my desire is that we do just that clarity always enables us to make necessary decisions and adjustment to improvement take this inventory and identify the areas that need to be changed in your life you ready for the test? Okay, here's the test. Matter of fact, it's still back to Matthew. Okay, here's the test. The first one is, are you among the blessed? 
If not, why not? Concerning the position of, of believers, uh, are you salt and light where you are on your job at home? Yes or no? That's between you and the Lord. Next one. It's purpose and plan. Do you understand Jesus Christ's purpose and plan? Not to do away with the law, but to fulfill the law. Do you understand that Jesus Christ's purpose was not to do away with something, but to fulfill it? Let me get this. Oops, sorry about that. Next one, murder and anger. Do you still uh, hold grudges? Is there someone you still have an attitude toward? Is there still someone who gets on your last nerve? My prayer is that, Lord, my prayer is that each one of us will make sure that we change our attitude toward them. God will change them, but we need to change who we are concerning them. I had a dear friend who person got on their nerve, and she got on that last nerve. Then she went over to England to do ministry. A person got on, and she began to say, they're all over the place. <laughs> I said, no. No, your response to that personality has not been dealt with. See? Adultery, sexual immorality, some joke about it. Our, our society makes it funny. Live in situations, everything else, as if that's funny to God, is not. It affects generations. It affects God's plan. It's out of the will of God. Then we talk about divorce. Not once mentioned among us. Now, if you are divorced, God can work some things out there. And we understand the circumstances. I'm just simply saying to those of you who are married, divorce is not on the table. And so um, don't put it on there. The next oaths, the things that you say, the Lord says, say yes or no. You swear to tell the truth or nothing but the truth, I will tell the truth. Do you swear? I will tell the truth. Why don't you swear? Because my Lord told me not to swear. Not to take the, the only told me is he told me to say yes or no. And I put my reputation on that. We can't use you. Okay. It's still yes or no. Okay. <laughs> Concerning revenge. The whole idea is the Lord says vengeance is mine. Said the Lord I will repay. I repeat that to you. May we not be guilty of walking out of here today and we still have the list that God told you to get rid of. And so as we close this morning, we, we definitely want to encourage you to obey God through this whole thing. Concerning our enemies, remember what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to love our enemies. We are to pray for our enemies. We are to bless them. And what else are we supposed to do? Do good. You have an enemy, the Lord says, that's how you treat your enemy. Fix them up. <laughs> Love them up. Wow, Lord, that's hard. That's why I'm at work in you, both to will and to do my good pleasure. So, we come to one last thing. You've been very patient. And this one last thing. The only thing that needs to take place this morning is a decision to obey and be submission. Missive to the word and will of God, our Father. And so I asked the question, this week, have you been submissive 
What did you resist? What is it that you said, I'm going to handle this on my own? My challenge to you as you walk out of, this, out of the door this morning is, Lord, I surrender all. I'm putting it all on the altar. As you get ready to go into prayer, I would like to pray for you. Um, also, Don Rackett, pray for Don Rackett. But the whole idea is this. We all need to be submissive to the high calling that the Lord is calling us to. And if you're falling short this weekend, now, I'd like to pray for you. Would you just simply stand there? That's, that's me. I, I have not been submissive. I have not been submissive. The Lord said men should, all, should always pray. Well, I have not been praying. I should forgive. I have not been forgiving. You go over the list. You know where you are. I'm not going to say the list because he missed mine. No, we're not going to play that. You know. you know where you know what you need to do. Just do it. When you do it, you step into the blessings of God. Okay. And in the blessings of God, God will not take things away from you but continually add. Can he trust you today? As we go in prayer, Father God, how I just thank you for the saints of God. I thank you for the ones who are standing and where they are and what they're challenged with. But you made it very clear. You are, and I know this is kind of trite statement, like you are the new sheriff in town. Lord, you are the fulfillment of the law. And Lord, you made it very clear that your love, the extent of your love is the mere fact that you showed up. And if you loved us and you died on the cross for our sins, Lord, then what you're telling us to do is really small. But we need to do it. To be holy, just as our Father in heaven is holy. Thank you, Lord, that it's possible. There's no more condemnation for us. We can be what you have called us to be. There might be one in the sound of my voice that do not know Jesus as their Savior. There's a call for you. You don't have to undergo the punishment that was designed for Satan. You are a decision away from being a child of God. And you must admit that you're a sinner, that you cannot save yourself, that Jesus Christ died for your sins, rose again. And you asked him to be your savior. Wash away your sins. Lord, I pray that there'll be a decision this morning in that area. Bless the saints who are getting real with you this morning. Thank you for the results that when we come down to going through the week, when it will be challenged, their decisions will be challenged. May they come out with A plus because they love you more than their circumstances. Thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen.